Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. <laughs> Are you ready? I caught you off guard. Caught you off guard. Um, just a couple of things that I want to highlight really quickly. The holiday serve opportunities uh, back at the back. Uh, what we've done this year is uh, just put everything together. Instead of having multiple things that everyone is trying to be a part of, we have kind of put everything together uh, as far as Thanksgiving baskets, how you can participate, be a part of that. Uh, Operation Christmas Child, our outreach that we're going to be doing in about mid-December. And what we're asking you to do is to, uh, to find maybe one or two ways that you can serve this holiday season. And so go back there. You can, it could be like, hey, I'll get the food for a Thanksgiving basket. I'll cook a turkey. I'll be one that delivers. Or maybe that doesn't work for you. And hey, I want to be a part of Operation Christmas Child and, and the uh, Christmas outreach. But just figure out, uh, hey, with my schedule, with what's going on in the holiday season, how can I think about somebody else? Come on, somebody. And not just about me this holiday season and how can I serve somebody else in this way to be a blessing to families that uh, might be in need or uh, kids that, uh, that are, are, don't know that they're going to have anything this Christmas season or whatever the need might be. And so we want to be a blessing in our community and in this area. And then as, uh, as we've been talking about the Beyond Movement where uh, the new facility that we are uh, renovating right now that our goal we believe that that uh, that we're going to have that thing paid off by the end of next year and that uh, God's going to do a miracle amen and we're about we've been talking to you about it so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it but you can pick up one of those commitment cards on your way out today and we are encouraging everyone that maybe by next Sunday uh, we'll get as many of those in so that we can have an idea where we're at what God has been speaking to your heart what God has been doing in your life and uh, where we, what we can expect and anticipate uh, in the coming year as we all commit to just go above and beyond and seek the face of God and do what he, just be obedient to what he says to do, amen? And so that's all we're asking for, uh, and I want to jump into what, uh, what, I, what I believe the Lord wants me to talk to you about today, because I think it's very important. And I'm going to do my best um, as I've kind of studied this and read multiple things on this and listened to, th <laughs> to different things on this uh, specific topic to try to explain this to you and the importance of these things today. And so today we're wrapping up our series that we've called Ghost Stories, and it's uh, really this play on words where we're talking about the Holy Spirit. For the last five weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and so we've talked about keeping in step and the, the promise and the power and that he's our helper and reveals truth to us and he satisfies our thirst, that he's the producer of the fruit in our lives and that fruit production is based on our identity and who's on the inside of us, amen. And we've been talking about all of these things and today, I'm not gonna take time to go through all of that for the sake of time today, but I would encourage you, if you've missed a message, go back on the podcast or on the app, check that out. But today, as we conclude this series, I've titled this message, if you're taking notes, The Importance of Baptism. The importance of baptism, and you'll understand, hopefully, a little bit better uh, what the Word of God says about baptism as we go through this today. And we've looked at this, uh, these three verses, 
every week. It's kind of been our theme verses for this series, and I want to read them again before we jump into uh, some new information, new content today. It's John chapter 16, verses 5 through 7. Jesus says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And so our whole idea with this series is that Jesus himself said, it's better for me to go away so that the Holy Spirit can come. And so we need to know why is it so important that the Holy Spirit is here? Why is it so important that the Holy Spirit is living inside of us as believers? And we need to better understand who he is and what he does and and what he's here for If Jesus said, it's better that I leave so that he can come. And so it's very important for us to understand these things. And as we kind of jump into uh, talking about baptism today, I would assume that most of us have heard the term baptism before. If you've grown up in church at all, you've probably heard the term baptism. And uh, we're going to kind of branch off of this word today and maybe give you some things that you haven't thought about or maybe you haven't understood in this way or maybe you have and this is all just a refresher for you. But we all probably have different thoughts about what baptism means, what it represents. And uh, it could be based on what we've experienced. It could be based on what we were taught. It could be based uh, upon uh, different denominational backgrounds and whether or not uh, maybe the church that you were a part of growing up talked about the Holy Spirit, didn't talk about the Holy Spirit, those types of things. Uh, most of us would probably think of water baptism when we hear the word baptism. Whenever we start talking about baptism, the majority of us would think, well, that's where you know, you're baptized in the water, and that is true, but we're going to kind of branch out a little bit today um, as we talk about these different things. And so as we jump in uh, to a couple of points today, I want to begin by defining what the word baptize in essence really means. And a simple definition of what it means, we have this on the screen uh, to help us kind of know where we're going today. But this is what to be baptized in its simplest form means. It's to immerse or submerge. In other words, when you are baptized, you are immersed or submerged. Now, I'm going to do my best to try to communicate this uh, as clearly as possible Um, When we're talking about someone being baptized, it means that that person is being immersed or submerged into something. And I have have two points for you today, and then some sub-points underneath the second one to help us better understand this. But I want to make it clear that before we jump into this, I don't have all the answers. (laughs) So you need to read the Bible. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit, who we've been talking about for the last five weeks... Holy Spirit, what does this say? What does this mean? What does this, listen, if you're looking to me like Pastor Gabe, explain it to me. Give me all the answers. Give me all the knowledge that I need. I don't have all the knowledge that you need, but he does. And so I'm here today to tell you what I believe he told me to tell you, what I believe he showed me through some, through some verses and through the word. And I want to encourage you, study. Study it. Read it for yourself. Go back and ask the Holy Spirit, What does this mean for me? What do I need to do with this information or with this scripture or with this text? Amen? It's important that you do that. Don't just just always take my word for it. (laughs) Go back and look it up and study it on your own. God may want to speak something even more in-depth to you than what was even talked about on a Sunday. He may want to take it farther and deeper into your heart, and so it's important that you know that. But I want to talk to you about two different points. Here's the first point as we're talking about baptism. Is that baptism consists of three things. And things is probably not the right word. 
but it's the only word that I could come up with to put in this point. Does that make sense? Things is probably not the right term, but baptism consists for the sake of what we're talking about today, three things. In every baptism, there are three things present. There is a person doing the baptizing, there is a person being baptized, and there is an element, element may not be the correct, you know, exactly the correct term either, but there is something that that person is being baptized into. Are you with me? There are three, in every baptism, there are three, there is somebody doing the baptizing, there is somebody being baptized, and there is an element, or as we're going to see in a minute, a person that they are being baptized into. There is something they're being baptized into. And I want us to look at Jesus' baptism when he was water baptized as an example to kind of to, to show you this just in a few verses. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 13. It says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one, how many of you know if Jesus came up to you and said, Hey, will you baptize me? And be like, Listen, <laughs> I think we've got it backward. And that's John's response. I don't know that this is the right way. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. All that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. Now when we read about Jesus being water baptized, we see three things present, right? And it's all really, you can see it all in verse 13. There's John, who's doing the baptizing, right? Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. John is doing the baptizing. Jesus is being baptized. And the Jordan River, the water, is the element that he's being baptized into. Are you with me so far? And so it's important that you know that there are three things, because we're going to dive into this a little bit more here in just a moment as we talk about point number two. Three things that uh, each baptism consists of. Of. And so here's point number two. Point number one, baptism consists of three things. Point number two, where we're going to spend the majority of our time and allow you an opportunity to respond today, is that there are three different baptisms. So when we think of the word baptism, we think of water baptism most of the time. We think about how we do it here where we have this uh, this this you know, tub or trough or whatever you want to call it, and we fill it up with water and we baptize people, and that is correct. But there are three different types of baptisms, three different baptisms. As you read through the Bible, you see all three of these, and it's important for us uh, to understand these. And so I want to try to explain them. Here's the first type of baptism. It's the baptism into the body. Now, we would probably be more familiar with the term salvation. When you get saved, when you give your life to Jesus, this is the baptism into the body of Christ, into the, the, the capital C church. It's important for you to know that if you, have, if you have never received salvation, technically you're not a part of the church because you have not been baptized into the body. Are you following me? And some of y'all are like, well, I'm offended at that. I come to this church all the time. Listen, this church is not the end all. There's the capital C church, it's the body of Christ, and when you get saved, you are baptized into the body. Not just this body, but the body. The body that is talked about throughout Scripture, and Paul writes about it, and there's different parts and different gifts and different things that, that God gives us as a part of the body. And when you're saved, 
there's a baptism that happens, and all three things we mentioned earlier are present. The person doing the baptizing is the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, the person doing the baptizing is the Holy Spirit. The person being baptized is you, and the element, which is probably not the right word, but the element you are being baptized into is the body of Christ. You are being baptized by the Holy Spirit into Jesus' body, into the body of Christ, into the church. You are now a part of the capital C church. You are now a part of the body. And when you're saved, you are immersed or submerged into the body of Christ. You are fully baptized into the body of Christ when you get saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Paul writes it this way. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. One body, one Holy Spirit doing the baptizing. He baptizes you at the moment of salvation into the body of Christ. And Paul is writing to explain that even though we may be different in many ways, when we receive salvation by grace through faith in Jesus, we are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, and we are all part of the same body. We are all a part of the same body. So if you are a believer, if you have been saved, if you have given your life to Jesus, you have received salvation, you have put your faith in Jesus, you were baptized into the body. Galatians chapter 3, starting at verse 24. He says, let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. For you are all one in Christ. One in Christ. You are baptized into the body of Christ at salvation. Here's the second type of baptism. It's the one that we're most familiar with, the term water baptism. This is the one that you have seen, you know, take place, or you maybe have gone to, you know, your nephew was getting baptized, and so you, you know, went to church there to see them be baptized, or you saw your kid be baptized, or you were baptized in water. It's water, bapti- water baptism, and when you're baptized in water, obviously there are three things that we mentioned earlier that are present. There's the person doing the baptizing, which is your pastor or another person. doesn't necessarily have to be me. But there's the person that is doing the baptizing. The person being baptized is you, and the element you're being baptized into is water. Are you seeing the pattern? There's a person doing the baptizing. There's a person being baptized, and there's an element that's being, that you're being baptized into. In other words, you are being immersed or submerged into the water. You are going completely into the water. That's that's what it means to be baptized. John chapter 1, I want to read a few verses on this one to help us uh, hopefully better understand this. John chapter 1, verses 32 and 33 says, Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, 
He told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John said, God sent me to baptize with water. The reason I came, God sent me to make a way, prepare a way for Jesus to baptize in water. Water baptism. John himself tells us that's what God sent him to do. Baptize with water. Acts chapter 18 and verse 8. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. They became believers, and they were baptized. They received Jesus. They believed in Jesus. And then they were baptized. Matthew 28, 19, we're familiar with this as the Great Commission. We're, we're told, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus' commission is to make disciples and baptize those disciples. Go into all the world, make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then Colossians chapter 2, and I want to spend a couple of minutes here Verses 11 and 12. And Paul says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. If you read the Old Testament... If you've read the Old Testament, you'll see, you know, God gives this command and he says, hey, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to have everybody that is a part of the tribe, everybody that's a part of the camp. Come on, it's going to be graphic for a minute, but you need to have them circumcised. There are instances where individuals are that like, here's the order. Everybody needs to be circumcised. Why did they need to be circumcised? It was a sign. It was an outward cutting away, a separation to show these people belong to me. These people belong to me. Well, why did, can you imagine back in the day, right? Come on, men. Can you imagine back in the day? If you're like getting this news about, it's like, oh, Moses, you know, I just, like, oh, this is great, you know. You need to be circumcised. Well, what exactly does that mean? Well, let me explain to you <laughs> what that means, Right? How many of you are like, well, I believe in the church right there, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'm that committed. It was this cutting away that shown on the outside that I belong to God. I have, I have like, everything has been stripped away so that I, people will know I belong to God. It is this, it is this symbol. And what's interesting to me in Colossians 2 is that we just read this in verses 11 and 12 that Paul connects the purpose really of Old Testament circumcision with the purpose of New Testament water baptism. So in other words, let me say it like this. For you to give your life to Jesus and not be baptized in water is like the equivalent of in the Old Testament, well, I belong to God, but I'm not willing to do that. Well, I want to be associated with God, but I'm not willing to have that done. Now, thank God water baptism is not, you know, as painful, <laughs> I'm sure, as what they had to do in the Old Testament. But it is the quip. Paul says, you, like, okay, in the Old Testament, they were set apart in this way. They were known in this way. But whenever you gave your life to Jesus and you were baptized 
it was this outward expression of this cutting away. In other words, your old sinful nature goes into the water and you come out new. It goes into the water and you come out new. The old has been stripped away. It's cut away. There is a spiritual circumcision that has happened whenever you were water baptized. And for you to not be water baptized as a believer is to say just as they would have in the Old Testament, well, I'm not willing to do that. I want to be associated with God. I want everything that he has for me, but I'm not willing to do that. I don't like being in front of people. I don't like, you know, I'm going to be wet and I don't know about all this stuff. And it's like we're worried about the wrong thing. You know what we're worried about when we're worried about those things? Me. I don't want to be in front of, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get wet. I don't want my hair to be messed up. I don't want people to see me that. I don't. It's all about you. And, and Paul's saying, listen, this is, this is an important thing. This is a vital thing. You can read through the New Testament. It's like, wow, they believed on Jesus and they were baptized. They believe they put their faith in Jesus and they were baptized. They like there has to be this really important significance in water baptism. And I know a lot of times we just say, well, it's an outward expression of an inward change, and it is, but I think there's something more to it than that. And I can't stand up here and really articulate to you in words why I have be- begun to feel this way, but it's an important thing. It's an important thing. Whenever you have believed in Jesus, you need to be water baptized. Because it is, there is something that happens when you go into the water and your old nature dies. And you come out new. It dies. And, and I think that some of us have even been water baptized in the past. Maybe when you were a kid or whatever. And you're like, I don't even really, I didn't really understand what that was. But my parents wanted me to get baptized. And it was like this important thing to get baptized. And so we got baptized. I'm not saying that you need to be re-baptized. But wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be so cool to understand the significance of being baptized in the water that your old nature dies and is buried in the water and you come out new? You come out with a new nature? You come out with, with, with renewal on the inside of you? It's important. It's important. Just as Jesus died and rose again, water baptism serves as a symbol of dying to your old self and beginning a new life. And so there's the baptism into the body, there's water baptism, and then here's the third type of baptism that I want to talk about today. And I know I'm going through this really, really fast, but I want to give us an opportunity to worship here at the end and to respond to whatever it is the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. And so here's the third type of baptism. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Many of us, many of us will uh, will talk about the baptism into the body, salvation. Oh, that's cool. Water baptism. Okay, I can do that. But for some reason, the baptism in the Holy Spirit freaks us out. And we've kind of talked about it off and on through this, through this series. And really in the first part, we kind of introduced this idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit. This is the baptism that came on the day of Pentecost once Jesus had gone back to heaven and the Holy Spirit came. And I want to read some, I want to read some verses to you because I find it interesting that uh, when you're baptized into the Holy Spirit, all three things we mentioned earlier are still present. 
the person doing the baptizing is Jesus. And we're going to see that in just a moment. The Bible tells us it's Jesus. It's Jesus doing the baptizing. The person being baptized is you. And the element, which is not the right word in this case, the person that you are being baptized into is the Holy Spirit. In other words, this is the moment, this is the time, this is the baptism where you are immersed and submerged into the Holy Spirit. Where you are fully immersed and submerged into the Holy Spirit. This baptism that Jesus does is one of the things that uh, not everything in one of the Gospels is mentioned in all four. But this is. And I want to read it to you in all four Gospel, uh, the way that it was written four different times so that we can see it together that it's Jesus that's doing the baptizing and that this is an actual real thing. Matthew 3.11, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandal. He, who is he? Jesus. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Mark chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke 3.16, John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then in John, as John's writing it about really himself, then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. In other words, God said, the one that you see the Holy Spirit rest on, that's going to be the one that's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And John said, I saw it happen. I watched it happen right before my eyes. Jesus is the one who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. It's clear that we see that. And now I want to try to answer the question to the best of my ability, uh, not in its entirety, but the question as to why we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we read this in week one, but I want to read it again today. It's in Acts chapter one, starting in verse four. Jesus is, is, is saying these things. It says, while being together and eating with them, this is the amplified uh, Bible. He commanded them never to leave, not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the, the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. In other words, I've, I've, I've been telling you this. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Jesus himself is saying, listen, John baptized with water, but you, you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. So when they had come together, they asked him repeatedly, Lord, are you at this time reestablishing the kingdom and restoring it to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times of which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. 
Jesus is sitting with them, and he says, you, not long from now, you are going to be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be baptized into the Holy Spirit. And they start asking questions like, has the time come for you to fix everything? Has the time come for you to do what we've heard of for so long that is going to be? Has the time come for this? And Jesus says, those things are not for you to know. The Father knows those things, and he has set the times, and that's his authority to do that. But here's what you need to know, is that you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. So why is the baptism in the Holy Spirit so important for every believer? Here's what Jesus said. I think Jesus said it brings power and ability to be his witnesses to tell people about him. In other words, there's an important thing. I have just told you, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do all of these things. It's important for you to go and do this. And right after that, he says, but wait. Somebody say, but wait. <laughs> Don't leave here. And go start trying to do what I just told you to do until you are united and empowered and have been given ability when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You need to wait until you receive the Holy Spirit before you go and do these things. And he says it's going to bring you power. He's going to bring you ability to be my witnesses to tell people about me. Jesus has commissioned us to go into all the world, to make disciples, to baptize them, to teach them to obey. And the power and true ability to do that comes through, I believe, receiving or being completely immersed or submerged in the Holy Spirit. Immersed or submerged in the Holy Spirit. I heard somebody say it this way when we were talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. And, well... We receive the Holy Spirit, right? We're given the Holy Spirit whenever we get saved, yes. The Holy Spirit comes and resides within you, lives within you. But they put it, they put it this way. They said, isn't there a difference? Have you ever had your, you know, your mother-in-law or somebody that, 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 that lived off just come stay with you and just moved into your house? Are they living with you? Are they living in your house? Yep. Have you received them? They might be living in your home, but have you received it? Like, have you welcomed them? Have you, have you been immersed and submerged, and it's like you're in full agreement with everything that this person wants to do in your home? Because many of us are walking around with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, but we are not, we are not submitted. We have not received him he's there you've been baptized by him into the body maybe you've even been water baptized and you've understood the significance of that and how important it is but I think it's when you receive the Holy Spirit when you are when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you when you are immersed and submerged into when you are united as the amplified bible says it 
You are empowered and united with the Holy Spirit. You receive, that's where the power comes from. That's where the ability comes from. That's where we can now start to operate in these gifts and these things that, that God has, has given us and given the church, given the body. They, they come from receiving the Holy Spirit. Receiving the Holy Spirit. Um, why did the early church and even Paul want to make sure that believers had received the Holy Spirit? Because that's where the power and the ability, they, they were on mission. We're not on mission anymore, y'all. And I think because we're not on mission, that's why we don't even, like, you know, like, Paul's going to these people, Peter's going to these people, and he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you've been saved? Why is it so important? Because we're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're not living for us. And we need the power. And we need the ability. And we need these things to be able to flow out of us. We, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Because we're on mission. We're on mission. Paul also tells us that there are these you know, spiritual gifts, and we read some of those several weeks back, and we talked about those, but for the sake of time, we're not going to go into all of that today, that we're able to operate in and build up and edify the church as the body when we receive the Holy Spirit. We're able to build each other up, edify, and we talked about these several weeks ago, and we see as we continue to read in Acts that one of the things that the believers were able to do, listen to me, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit was speak in tongues. Can we talk about the Bible at church? <laughs> when you read, it's like, well, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues, and the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, and the Holy Spirit empowered them to do this, and, and we, you see this a lot. A lot. You need, go read the book of Acts. You need to go read the book of Acts. They were able to speak in tongues. Now, for the sake of time, I cannot go into this, but I think it's two separate things, praying in the Spirit and speaking in tongues, the gift that was given to the church. But Paul, listen to me. Listen to me. Why, why would Paul tell us in Ephesians 6 to put on the full armor of God and pray in the Spirit on every occasion and in all circumstances? If the Spirit wasn't going to give us the ability to do it. <laughs> if we didn't need it, why would Paul say, you need to pray in the Spirit. 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 You need this ability. You need this in your life. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is a vital part of being a follower of Jesus. Being a follower of Jesus. Will you stand to your feet today? I'll go ahead and bring the worship team back. And you're given the Holy Spirit at salvation, and you're baptized in the Spirit by Jesus. You're immersed or submerged into the Holy Spirit when you receive Him, when you are filled with Him. And here's what I believe. I believe that God desires for you to experience all three of these. I don't think God's in, intention for us is to pick and choose one or which one we, 
we think is okay or, well, you know, that one seems a little bit different. And that one, No, I think that they're all three there for a reason. Because we need to be saved, we need to be water baptized, and we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need the power, we need the ability, we need to be united with the Holy Spirit. We need it. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit is the one who will give you the power to endure and to go through things and to come out on the other side of things and to be able to tell people about, he'll give you the words. Come on, we even see in the scripture where, where he's like, don't, don't worry about what you're going to say because when you get there, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. The Holy Spirit will give you, he'll speak through you. You need him. You need him. And I think that God intends for us to experience all three baptisms and I don't know where you land with all this but I am unapologetically telling you you need it you you can't afford not to well you know I've just been you know just doing my own thing and I don't really feel like that's really that important are you on mission because maybe that's a different message but I'm telling you, if you get on mission for what God has called you to do, you're going to realize real quick, I need help. I can't do this in my own strength. I need the Holy Spirit who was sent to be my helper, who was sent to, to, to empower me. You, you need all three. You need all three. And so here's, I'm going to bring the prayer team down. And I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an invitation to respond. And it's to respond to all three and I'm going to go through this really quickly and we're going to sing this song and you're going to have an opportunity. Uh, listen, I'm not going to fluff it up. I don't think I need to make you feel in the mood. <laughs> Some of you are like, "Is he mad?" I'm not mad. I'm just telling you. You need it. You need it. You need him. You need everything that God has for you. Every bit of it. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for us, and here's here's what here's how you're gonna respond. We have people down here at the front that are that are ready to pray for you, to believe with you. If if you need to be baptized into the body, you're here today and you're like, I've I've never been saved. I've never given my life to Jesus, I've never received, I've never put my faith in Jesus. I've never received what he did for me on the cross and I want to be I want to be a part. I want to be baptized into the body. I want to be saved today. Then when the worship team begins to sing, you just slip out of your seat and you come find somebody down here and you just tell them I'm I'm giving my life to Jesus. I, I, I need to be I need to be saved. I need to receive salvation. I need to receive what Jesus did for me. The second one we talked about, water baptism. If you if you have been a believer, it doesn't matter if you've been a believer for 47 years and you've never been water baptized or you were water baptized when you were young or at some point but you really didn't get the significance of it and you want to, you just feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, will you will you go into it with full understanding of what it is that I want to do through this moment of being water baptized? And here's how you can do that. Next Sunday, we're going to be ready. And so I'm asking you today, there is, a, if you go on the Church Center app or you can go on the website and you can sign up right now to be baptized. 
Why do, we, why do we want you to sign up? Because we want to give you a shirt. We want to have enough towels ready. We want to be prepared for you so that we can take away all the stress and all the fear and all this stuff of being water baptized. So you can go on today. And I would encourage you as they sing this song and you're like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know that's my next step. You go on now and get registered. Not, well, let me think about it. Let me talk to my husband about it. Let me, let me go home maybe on Wednesday. Boy, isn't that just like the enemy? We'll just go home and think about it. You don't really need to commit yet. That's our problem. We're listening more to the enemy than we're listening to what God's telling us. We're listening more to ourselves and our own fear than we're listening to what God's telling us to do. And here's the third thing. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And you're here today and you're like, I've been baptized in the body. I am saved and I want to receive the Holy Spirit today. Here's my encouragement to you. I'm not going to walk you through it. You can come down. I'm, I'm telling you, come down. You need salvation. Come down. When they sing this song, you want to you receive the Holy Spirit today, come down and find somebody and let them pray for you. Let them let them talk with you. Let them, let them kind of walk you through what that looks like. And I believe that you can receive the Holy Spirit today. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit today. And here's what I would encourage you to do. Unapologetically, I would encourage you to say, listen, you have to speak. If you want, if you want to receive a prayer language today, to be able to put on the form of God and to pray in the Spirit at all times and to be able to have this, this, this prayer language that's between you and God. Ask Him. Ask Him. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your kids whenever, whenever they ask you for something and you don't give them something opposite, how much more, come on, this is in the Bible, how much more will God give you the Holy Spirit if you just ask? He wants to. He wants to. And I believe today, if that's you, God's the Holy Spirit, you're going to be empowered. You're going to be united. You're going to be immersed and submerged into the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be a boldness rise up in you. There's going to be power rise up in you. There's going to be something that's going to rise up on the inside of you that you're going to be empowered to do things that you don't even know you can do. And so when they sing this song, I'm going to pray this really short prayer. When they sing this song, however you need to respond, you just ask the Holy Spirit. How do I need to respond? What are you calling me to do? What is my step today? What is my step into the water today? So Lord, right now, we just ask you to do what only you can do. Lord, I don't believe we need to hype it up and we don't need to do anything crazy. Lord, you, you, want, to, you want to give us these things. You want us to be empowered. You want us to be united with you. You want us to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want us to be saved. And so, Lord, right now I pray as we sing this last song and we worship and we declare that, that God, you're doing what only you can do today. And Holy Spirit, I pray whatever, whatever you speak to them, Lord, that we would respond in obedience today. That you would draw every person who needs prayer and whatever their next step is in Jesus' name. Amen.